of help that you give. Because of the treacherous season in which we have found ourselves as a nation. As your body within this nation. As a continent. We need your help quickly. And so we come to ask of you that you might show mercy. Show mercy. Show mercy. That which we will need in order for us to be fully aware of the symptoms of the season in which we find ourselves. Grant unto us access into that economy of knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ. Deliver us from blindness, lack of perception and discernment. It's obvious that we need to walk with utmost wisdom in these times. And so quicken us by your spirit. And cause us to be wise by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please, you may be seated. You are welcome. And uh, for those that are still heavy under the atmosphere of worship, you are at liberty to exhaust your transaction before you join us subsequently. I want to welcome you with John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Hallelujah. I was in prayer and... Uh, I saw clearly a book. A book was handed out. And I was wondering, what exactly is this? Insight began to come to me that what uh, is obtainable in the time in which we find ourselves is not another page, is not another chapter, it's another book entirely. Uh, and, and, and I was amazed because I thought um, I was up to date with, with the proceedings in the spirit. <laughs> then he now mentioned the first chapter of the book, Discernment. So I wrote it down. And then when I saw you ministering and you started going in that direction, then I knew that uh, indeed the spirit is one. The reason for which we need to have the capacity to design is because the reality of the material cannot be fully articulated by mere observation. That's how the season in which we find ourselves is about. That's how it is. I said I welcome you with uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Amen. 
beginning from verse 15. The Lord began to say that uh, where we are, this curve that he wants to adopt in order to bring redemption is a path that we have not beheld before. And if we do not have capacity to enlarge, to accommodate things that are beyond the scope of our experiences and our knowledge, we are sure to miss him in this time. So I saw men on their knees. Then I found out that from now till mid uh, next year, the most strategic thing to do is to stay on the altar. Forget about your formulas, your projections, your strategies. Even in the political scene, some events will take place that will outsmart the current reading of things. There is a strange curve that God is adopting because he wants to bring restoration and redemption. So the only way to be accurate all the time is to stay on your knees. And then your heart will be trained to be able to discern the curves that God will use. Because I see many curves. Hallelujah. Ah, I've forgotten the third one. So many calls. So many calls that even the best of us can miss it from now till mid next year. So the only way out is to stay on the altar. If you have read books of men like E.M. Bounds, people that have actually practiced a life of prayer, you will learn one or two things from their testimony. One of the things you will learn is that if you want to profit maximally from prayer, you need to be open to pray for very long. Not, I'm not talking about 10 hours prayer. I'm talking about six months prayer. Very long. Especially when we are mounting the kind of curves that God will be using to discomfit the wisdom of men and to make foolish those that pride themselves to be wise. There are so many calls. You will need to stay on the altar. Because the same God can say, go and crucify, go and sacrifice Isaac, your son. And then in the moment of time, he now changes his mind and says, uh, well, you just stop, you know. Uh, that's where we are. You have never been this way before. We have never been this way before. And the Lord was bringing a word of caution in my devotion this morning. Stay on the altar. That was the counsel he gave me. Stay on the altar. Trust me for discernment. Discernment. Because there will be people that are masquerading. So be who they are not. And you will be swept away. Except your heart is trained to discern. I've forgotten number three. Forgotten. Okay, well, if I remember, I will let you know. But please do not lean on your own understanding. 
Do not trust on your strategy. Many things that have worked before will fail next year. Will fail completely. Completely. And watch it. Some things that were prevalent, predominant in our political experience, you know, we failed this time. I said, if you have a bottomless, a bottomless pit of money, you have money as much as can fill a bottomless pit. You can win elections. You might find out that uh, it will not work now. So there are so many curbs. He says, stay on the altar and trust me for discernment. Trust me for what? So you were just too accurate. And I showed Pastor Raka. This is my own little download. And I can confirm that the prophet in our midst was using the radar very, very accurately. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, for your information, the Lord said that uh, uh, he's going to, you've been faithful. He said you've been faithful. And that he's going to increase your sensitivity. We increase your sensitivity. And also he will adopt you into a forum in the spirit. A forum in the spirit where uh, privileged and classified matters will be unveiled to you. So your sensitivity will be increased and you'll be adopted into a colony uh, that will afford you the opportunity to have access to classified information. Amen. Now, I believe that some, anything that is of the Spirit of God cannot be lost. So I have my little mind has misplaced a very powerful uh, direction. So maybe if we pray in tongues for like a few minutes, maybe the download might come again. So please help me by just praying in the spirit to strengthen my own spirit to be able to pick that which uh, I just I lost because of the body of Christ. Uh, we need to retrieve that matter. Yeah. Oh, my father. We are so selamina braske fote kasgeza mia tola. Eso saiko brevo na hanteli suke brabino hamparata baburia. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, spiritual things don't get lost. So he whispered to me, maybe I prefer using the words of scripture to express so many things. Um, let me make an attempt. Three, press. 
All right, let's, let me use a scripture. I think this scripture seems to be more robust than my own uh, attempts. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Because of the terrible things that I saw that I cannot share in public, I myself have decided to stay on a fast until mid next year. Terrible things. Now, what's wrong with this, your screen? Okay, the screen cannot support me. So, uh, Malachi 3, verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and taught upon his name. I think this scripture seems to um, capture... He said, they that fear the Lord, they speak often, one unto another. And the Lord hearkened, and the Lord heard it, and a book of remembrance was written. So my emphasis for drawing your attention to this scripture is a commodity called the book of remembrance. The book of remembrance It speaks about a system that makes God recall previous investments. There's a system that makes God recall previous investments that were made. And the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said, It is a season of harvest. No, no, you see, you don't understand. Don't be quick to say amen. You know, we are used to, may you not. Harvest means that you have spent some time sowing some seeds, okay? So the effect of the seeds that men have sown will accumulate and will begin to speak. Some have worked in falsehood and have been able to cover their falsehood for the last 10 years. They have successfully perfected how to manage a stage to sell a certain image to people. But in the day when this book of remembrance will be consulted, there will be a massive recompense that is consistent with the seeds that have been sown. By mid next year, it will be obvious the great divine. Okay, well, okay, the television is still all right. See, let me finish the reading so that I will give. Normally, when we hold uh, a convergence in Lagos, I labor to ensure that 
we can secure some form of direction on Saturday morning so that we stay on course. Especially now that um, the things that are coming up in the place of prayer are suggestive of a lot of dexterity and skill. And most of the knowledge we have accumulated may not even, may become distractions at this time. You know, if you have never been through a path before, your previous knowledge of anything does not matter. What you need is an update of uh, the map that is governing your navigation system. Now, listen. It says, Then there they fear the Lord spake often one unto another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and taught upon his name. Verse 17 gives us an idea of the implication of the harvest that I speak about. The season of recompense. There shall be mine, saith the Lord, in the day that I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man's spirit in his own son that served him. 18. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. That's what I'm talking about. In the midst of the trials that you have gone through, the midst of the temptations, the pressures that befell you, for the past 10 years, how was your response? Because there is going to be an accelerated and accumulated feedback that is going to be drawn from the nature of seeds that you have sown. And what I'm telling you is already sealed in the heavens and prayers cannot change it. A lot of people started becoming comfortable with manipulation. Whenever you pray for me, ask the Lord to touch my left leg. It seems I've been standing for so long and then there's a pain on it. So, ask Baba to help me. A lot of people started becoming used to falsehood. Um, wearing masks and trying to impress people. So many other people started keeping relationships, associations that they know has not been sanctioned by God. And you see, the Bible is so clear and you cannot be wiser than the scriptures. What, what did he say about bad communication? That's going to be the end product. So if you are not very strict about your association, it means that you are open to corruption. And so many people no longer think that the scriptures should be accorded the authority it deserves. 
And what I mean by that is most believers have uh, accepted a place of compromise and they have not allowed themselves to be adequately ruled by the government that is in the word of God. Many people think that church and uh, the things of God are a joke. You know, you can bend it. You have a say when you are working with God. So there's a new God that's been presented now. A God that we can relate with on our own terms. And it, the environment can be casual. And there is no talk of government and influence. It's about how we can get excited about how we can get by the, Im- the implication, the cumulative implication of all of that will begin to speak from this season and like I said this matter that I'm raising here is sealed in the heavens in the first six months of next year it will be evident the who the carriers of the grace of God to establish God's counsel for the season are. Now, just in case someone that has been fake decides to repent today, you will still not escape this fate because what I'm talking about here has been sealed in the heavens. So there is a season of recompense that has opened up and the book of remembrance is being currently consulted and the effect of the records will begin to find expression and by mid next year the discernment will be clear it will be easy to discern between the righteous and what? the wicked him that serves God and him that serves him not Every one of us can masquerade that we are in God's service. Meanwhile, the reason why you are doing what you are doing is so that you can gain visibility which holds the hope of some personal gain. And so in your delivery, you don't want to offend because you want to be in the good books of your customers so that your scope of leverage possibilities is, is wide. That is a proof of lack of conviction. And if you run that way for, if you've been running that way for the last 10 years, the implication of your position is going to speak very loud. Then discernment will become easy because it will be the outcome of what you are and what you have been doing that will be put on the scale. Now, your city in Lagos you are going to notice that there are some ministries that have been marked and no matter what uh, management principles and policies are adopted to support such ministries, they will keep going down consistently. Even if you hold night vigils, the night vigils will accelerate the going down.
Because of this curve that the Lord has approved, a lot of people will begin to receive witness from the Lord. You see, discernment, you know, discernment will, a measure of it will be released so that people can ponder the part of their feet. And such as discover that they are not in alignment, the Lord will put pressure on so many to find adequate alignment. Because the Lord says, it's not a new page, it's not a new chapter, it is a new book entirely. The things that I speak of are for the wise. And he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. So that is my brief prophetic presentation. I will go back to what I like, which is to teach. I like doing that one. Before I make presentations like this, I ask many questions in the closet. I don't like this ministry of saying, okay, this is... But you see, I can't escape it again. I escaped it for long. I bargained. Uh, but the Lord will help me in Jesus' name. Okay, we were talking about um, John chapter 14. I want to begin from verse number 15. Please don't joke with what I just said. For those of you that have ears, don't joke with it. It's, uh, the Exodus has begun. And what I mean by the Exodus is the migration towards alignment. Uh, so many people will not be comfortable in places they were comfortable in previously. And the reason for which the comfort has been withdrawn is because they have stepped into a higher measure of discernment. And this new discovery, relocation, and exodus. A movement to find alignment. It will look like a confusion, but it is a blessing. It is the separation of the chaff from the wheat. And the chaff is going to go down because a storm will come. A storm that the chaff cannot handle will come. Only that which has weight in the presence of God will survive the storm. I speak in many parables, but he that has an ear can perceive what I'm talking about. So that's a little insight into um, the shape of things. The curves are many. Your human wisdom is going to fail you. You will need to work with a light called discernment. The only way you can get access to this commodity in bountiful measure is when you decide to stay on your knees. For at least, in a, in a most unusual way, for at least six months till June. If you intend to loosen your belt after June, you can get back to KFC. You can get back to Chicken Republic. 
May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Surprisingly, Jesus says that the proof of love is obedience. Surprisingly. Because it will seem that during a worship session, the people that really love God are the ones that are drenched in tears. They are moved. But as far as Jesus is concerned, I'd like you to, are you with me? There is a context to this reading. And the context is a transition. And the transition that I'm talking about is a transition from the period of that is known as the incarnation theologically to a season that is called the inclusion. Forget about the terminologies, I'm going to explain it in detail, and it's not as difficult as the words. <laughs> you know, when theologians want to sound very deep. We look for terminologies to, <laughs> but it's not as difficult, okay? So there is, there was a transition that was about to take place from the incarnation, and you know what the incarnation is, is when God took on human flesh and walked this world. There was a season in which God's program was expressed in that development. But you see, that season was coming to an end and a transition was taking place to bring another system of oppression where Jesus will no longer be physically present, but Jesus will be manifest and accessible in the person and the ministry of the Spirit. You see, so this transition is huge. And the methods of doing things, the scope of doing things, the new, the strategies of achieving things were all going to change because of the introduction of the regime of God's walking that is about to shift. Hence, this um, John chapter 14 captures what we call a transition moment. Now, the instructions that were given in this moment, ah, it seems a lot of people have forgotten our basic ground rules. Our grand rule is that when we gather like this, we are serious. We are not here for jokes. And so don't allow your ringtone to get in the way. It's, it's, it's an insult on the purpose for which we have gathered. It's an insult that you couldn't manage your phone even though you were told and then you now allow it to constitute nuisance to the congregation. It's an insult. It's an insult. Those days when I was still in our, in, in our village, our village that you know, huh? someone was going to consult the oracle because the place where I come from, everybody is spiritual. There is no community shrine. Everyone, any, every family manages its own spirituality. 
So even when you are meeting somebody on the road, you are careful because they have their own spirituality as much as you do. Before you decide to be a thief in, in that community, you will need to go somewhere and increase your spirituality. So it's a game of spirituality. Some people decide to dwell in poverty, abject poverty, so that they can have an edge in spirituality. It's a choice that we want to bathe in poverty, in lack, as our own sacrifice in order for, for the doors to be opened to another level of mastery. Are you there? All right, so one of those days and uh, most of those houses don't have fences so if something is happening in the other compound it's actually that's our own facebook (laughs) may the lord give you understanding so a woman now walks into the shrine and then now breaks one of the laws that the spirit had set so what happened was that the spirit um, bound the woman from morning and she couldn't leave the stool the stool she sits to consult she was arrested by the spirit from morning till midnight now if you have not been in an environment where spiritual people are you, you will come and see the way we run church and think we are serious the way we run church in Lagos you will think we are serious because you have not been around spiritual people. There are people that have donated their manhood that they don't want to have children. The only... Are you with me? If you come from the U.S. and you bring things for them and probably say to them, I have expanded, my business has expanded, I want to take you with me, he will not accept because he has seen the glory of the immaterial realm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it seems you are not comfortable with this, my talk. So. <laughs> ah, he has seen the glory of the immaterial realm. And if you see it, you won't exchange it for a vehicle or a train. He said they want to give you a train, not even a can, a train. One of those trains that they are trying to install. They say, this coach is yours. You will not take it. The only way that guy can be born again is that you that know Jesus manifest a dimension that is superior to what he knows. Because these people trade in what we call reality. So when you come from such a place, meanwhile, and if you are born again, you cannot, you cannot play church. Because the first thing you will notice the day you give your life to Christ is that there is a force, a power. Any intelligent person that gives his life to Christ under that circumstance will come to terms with the fact that there is a power that wants to compel you to do something else other than follow God. Initially, when you begin to pray and begin to engage God, you start falling sick as a sign that this is not your ordination. 
it, you, it, there was no there was no contemplation that you will be on the path of righteousness. But you see, when you understand your context, you are at home with the realities that accompany your journey. Once upon a time, we were doing a long prayer, long fast, and we're doing that, and I just discovered that there was an attack on my lungs. And if I want to pray in tongues, uh, I think a lot of people are here to test me. All right. Now, to the knowledge of everybody, so that you will not say I'm wicked, okay? If anybody phones distracts us again, I will take it that you came to test the power I'm working with. So, and I will test it on your life. You might, you might smile, but I am not joking. It might be amusing to you, maybe because I am, I am lean. So you say, ah, I will test it. Um, are you with me? So you give your life to Christ in such an environment and you begin to advance. You want to advance and then suddenly you notice that your lungs cannot accommodate tongues. As you pray in tongues, you feel a strange pain. For those of us that understand our context, that pain can by no means be a hindrance to your prayer. You pray in pain. Because you know that you are swimming against the tide. Those of you that uh, maybe your great-grandfather was the one that translated the hymn book to Yoruba language, you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You need to swim against the tide. It It will take a while before your efforts will now become, will now occasion a new calibration for you. It will take a while. This thing made me study my Bible more carefully. Because I was raised by faith preachers. And according to my training, according to my discipleship, one of the power scriptures of those days was that if any man be in Christ, in fact, in Bible study, the pastor will make you deny that you don't have those experiences. Because there is no... This is the position of scripture. We don't know what you are talking about. This is scripture. Meanwhile, in my study of faith, when Jesus... No preacher of faith can be as accurate as Jesus. And Jesus, in speaking about faith, never said we should ignore the mountain. Faith actually fully articulates the presence of the mountain. But we were taught to ignore the mountain. Now the mountain is not existing. Standing on just one scripture. Meanwhile, the principle of biblical interpretation is that scriptures that seem to be seemingly contradictory must be reconciled. You stay with me? So I found a scripture. This is Mew. Are you there? Because of my peculiar situation, I had to look for another syllabus that was different from what my pastor was preaching. And this was, this was in keeping with my own personal adventure with God. 
I was hearing something that my pastor was saying, but it did not click with my situation. I'm a scientist by training. And I didn't screw my brain out when I started following Jesus. My brain is still is very inquisitive, very active. So I just knew that what I was told was not the mind of God. It was a part of the truth, but not the whole truth. And it was impossible for me to ignore that mountain when Jesus, the faith teacher, said, you will say unto what? This So I found the scripture. Look. Follow me carefully. I'll keep teaching on. Uh, when my time finishes, I'll sit down. Anywhere we reach, I will sit down. I think it is in Luke chapter 13, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I'm preaching from my spirit. Yes, I, yeah, I think we are right. So, in my own personal Bible study, I found Luke chapter 13, uh, verse, from verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, thou had loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus has held, healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people there are six days in which men ought to walk in them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Now, what I'm going to be reading from 15 and 16 is Jesus' justification for administering healing on a Sabbath day. Alright? And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou hypocrite. Effects begins with a quiz. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day lose his ox? or ass from the stall and lead him away to watering does not obviously there was no response to this question that means yeah it is allowed okay then Jesus now said ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound low these 18 years be loosed from his bound on the Sabbath day and I'd like you to see the way he described the woman. He called the woman a daughter of Abraham. And if you know anything about Galatians chapter 3, 
you will know that that is your designation as a New Testament believer. Are you still with me? And even though she was a daughter of Abraham, she was yet bound for 18 years. You know, hallelujah. So, I had to update my knowledge. Indeed, I do not by any means try to underrate the integrity and the power of that which was done on the cross of Jesus Christ. What happened there was a legal statement. And any form of liberty that is possible at all is tied to that legal statement. What I want to bring to the table here is the practicality of the implementation of liberty. Alright? There is a provision in scripture. Just like... uh, you go to medical school, they say, okay, if we're doing CS, a CS procedure, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, you get the baby out, this is how you care for the baby, and this is how you stitch the person back. That's in the textbook. But have you heard that during CS procedures, in some cases, there are complications? It means something that is not in the textbook happens. Oh, you're not before. Something that is not the standard procedure happens. And that's why you must be adequately robust in your perception of the things of God over and above what you were made to think. If I had no personal work with God, I would still be in captivity today. And that the vow I made to God was that I will never hold truth. Yes, the experiences I had in working with God, I will make it available to the entire body in my generation. When I'm caught up, then, then people can lack access to the full... Okay, uh, no, the materials will be there, so it will still be providing perspective. He said, ought not this woman, since you said it is allowable in the Sabbath for one to lose his ox and lead him away to watering, it means it is also adequately sufficient reason for me being a law enforcement agent to losing this woman who is a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound low these 18 years. Hallelujah. The moment Jesus dropped that point, the argument stopped. And the ruler of the synagogue must have gone into his office. So it is easy. So I'm not trying to downgrade what is done on the cross. I'm just trying to show you how it is implemented in some cases. It will not be implemented in the same way in in everybody's life. Your unique experience in working with God is going to be different. The, the way God implements the things that are readily available by the grace of God on your own life will be unique to you. So even when we do Bible study, we must create allowance for procedures that are not consistent with the textbook method. 
There are some people that just give their life to Christ and the moment they confess Jesus, all the bondages on their lives break. But I was not one of them. My own was a complication. My, my, my own procedure, my own CS was a complication. In my own procedure, you don't just need graduates, you need people that have experience. So when God wants you to be robust in the things of the spirit, he allows you to have experience. So in order for me to be balanced, I will need to tell you something about the scripture that I read just to create balance before we travel. According to what Jesus did on the cross, it is Satan has no right, all right to bring darkness upon you. But that's not the only way darkness can come on you. The fact that Satan doesn't have a right to bring darkness upon you doesn't mean darkness will leave. Sometimes you will need to exercise your faith in the Lord in order for the darkness to leave. Are you with me? Sometimes we need to go through a process, a season of drought, in order for you to um, feel the context, create an equilibrium that will undo the arguments that come from the kingdom of darkness. Because the bondage is, is not personal bondage, it's within a context, maybe a family context. You will need to go through a season. You pay a price in order to undo the argument Satan has for that context. And in that case, your liberty is not just personal. The liberty you eventually enjoy is across board. For anyone that will therefore, after that your labor, yield to Jesus, might experience a, an instant. Are you still following me? You're not following. Now, so Satan doesn't have a right to put stuff on you, but he can find a reason to put stuff on you. Reason to put stuff on you. And the reason can be your own life of sin. Faith in God is very powerful. In fact, it's one of the obsessions that God has that you will come to a point where you trust him, where you believe him. Then you, are, you become eligible to seeing his dynamics, his power, his processes find expression in your life. So the reason why I have to say all these things and provide the balance so that I can continue talking is that if you have ever lived in an environment where almost everybody is spiritual, the average person in that environment understands the common denominator of spirituality. And what I mean by that is whether you are in darkness or you are in light, there are some denominators that are familiar to spiritual people. One is sacrifice. So don't think that because you are in light, it just became easier. Sacrifice 
is the only vocabulary by which we can communicate to the realm of the spirit. And that is the reason why Jesus had to die. It's just to show you uh, the shape of the unseen realm and the kind of things that you can, the kind, the kind of ways you can transmit a message into that realm. If things are going to be established that are contrary to things that were established by sacrifice in the demonic, it will take sacrifices in the divine to undo that. And Jesus on the cross was a mighty legal statement that was made. And the moment that statement was made, the shape of possibilities in the realm, in the divine supernatural, shifted. Now, if you have studied your Bible quite well, you will find that the entire body of Christ has a portion, an allotment of suffering that is given to every member of the body of Christ because the way Jesus uttered our salvation was with suffering. So in doing the will of God, each and every one of us is going to be a partaker of that suffering consistent to the measure that God allocates to you in the light of your own calling. I am not saying that you went to rob and then they are they put you in kirikiri and then you say, okay, it's part of the suffering. No, I'm saying you are walking in your calling, walking in your ordination, you are in active service for Jesus and then you find suffering in that context. It is because of the fact that that was how Jesus uttered it. So each and every one of us is eventually going to be a partaker of the same procedure by which our salvation was procured. So you will hear people like Paul say that I may know him. It means that there is a portion, there is a possibility of knowing God in the arrangement that we have in New Covenant Christianity. What New Covenant Christianity does is that it provides you with the benefit of access. Access. That's what it does. You know the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning from verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is that spirit, the Lord Jesus that you used to know, turn water to wine, is now that spirit. If you are going to contact him, you can only contact him in the spirit. That's where his reality is locked up right now. So in, the, in resurrection, the Lord became that spirit. The expression of the Lord that you are going to see now is us, the spirit, okay? So the Lord is that spirit and wherever that spirit is, there is access. The word liberty, check it in your lexicon. You will find that liberty there talks about access. So the shape, the shape of this, the, the protocols in the divine supernatural realm is that it provides us with access. And that's the greatest currency that God has made available to each and every one of us. Just in case there is a contention. Yes, you are born again and you are entitled to liberty, but you are not seeing liberty. 
There is a currency that you have at your disposal and it's called access. So you are going to use that currency, that's your lifeline, you are going to use it against any contradiction that you see in your life that doesn't line up with scripture. So the platform is a platform of access. Because in some cases you will need some form of information. So there are two things that you must take into cognizance which is the finished works of Jesus on the cross. And it doesn't end there. Because I went to study. I'm telling you the product of my study. All right? The finished works of Jesus on the cross and the current works of the Holy Spirit in your heart. You will need these two things in order to be victorious, even in areas where it is obvious that there is no evidence of victory present. So if I have this benefit of access to God and there is a contradiction in my life, I begin to engage God and I trust God to enlighten me through the current works of his spirit in my heart and show me how to navigate out of it. See, the thing about the arrangement is that I am standing right with God. And the Bible says that if you stand with God, the things that are impossible with men will become possible with you. So God can, will indeed accomplish your desires in your own life if you are willing to walk with him. The delay will break. But you will not have a story on how God broke the delay in your life. Which will be different with to the next person that is sitting close to you. As long as the devil can get you defeated, in order for you to avoid your access, you have lost what it takes to undo the workings of darkness. So that woman was not supposed to be in that condition for 18 years if she, for instance, were on this our own side of the covenant are you there where the blood the legal statements have been made in the realm of the spirit and then she is in keeping pace with god to receive enlightenment from the holy spirit as to how to navigate under those circumstances the reason why satan cannot stay there forever if you are someone that is engaging and using your ticket of access is that he doesn't have a legal ground again to consolidate his affairs. But to think that just because you gave your life to Christ, Satan should pack. You are joking. Because like I said, there are CS procedures that don't work according to the textbook. And I want to assure you that all of us here our case is not. The textbook reveals the possibility. But your own personal experience on how you navigate into that reality will be by the dealings of God. And what keeps you setting that that door is open is because the word of God says so. That is the basis of your conviction and that's the reason why you will keep 
knocking so that the Holy Ghost will inspire you on what to do. Exactly. Everyone is going to have his own unique story on how God did this, how God did that. Okay, if we are, we are here in this place, if we pick out all the millionaires and we begin to interview every one of them, for, for many of us that are millionaires in this place, you were not born into wealth. But there was something that happened to you. There was a procedure, a process that God took you through and then the end product of that process was that you now entered into something that you were not born into. Experience is a critical part in the story that God wants to tell through your life. So the provisions in scripture are list of possibilities. But how those possibilities are affected in your own experience will be determined by how much you take advantage of access. So please tell your neighbor, access. For an occultic person, his greatest joy is that when he consults the oracle, are you with me? There is insight, there is light. Because first of all, when it comes to the oracle, the oracle is a mystery that you cannot understand. Hmm? Except six days, she came out in search of charge. You now who see my charge? <laughs> now, you see, the point is, it was obvious that something was wrong, but you see, there was no power of revelation. Are you with me? So, mm. <clears throat> so when I say divine light, doesn't come to disclose necessarily something that is new. But you cannot know that knowledge except you have a revelation. That's what I mean. And then he now downed on them in prayers on the 30th day of the prayer that that woman was a witch and that she was the one that killed her husband. And that the allegations that the husband's relatives were leveling against her were actually justified. Guess what happened? And this time the revelation came by 1.30. It wasn't 2 o'clock yet. So by 2 o'clock, who carry charger? Oh, who carry charger? Who carry charger? And she was in that business. They now asked her, Auntie, you be witch? They said, I don't know. So you get something where they come carry me for night. <laughs> you see, they were staying with... They, mm. You see, prog- proximity to the woman did not give them access to the knowledge of the woman in order for them to have the knowledge of the woman they had to go high in the spirit it took 30 days of travel to know what is by the by yourself think about it think about it i assure you you don't learn what you did in unilag is not much that engineering that you It's normal. It can't take you far. But I know you got a job with it and you are you like yourself. You better begin to consciously gain mileage in the realm of reality. So when a warlock from that our side comes here and he attends our church service, most often he doesn't they don't feel we are serious. Because spiritual laws are constant. 
There is an appeal to comfort. There is an appeal to, uh, you know, ease. There is an appeal to ease. In fact, the focus these days is not about knowing the ways and the dimensions in which the spirit of our God sits. Meanwhile, in witchcraft, and if you want to become a warlock, you know you get, are you with me? You cannot become, in witchcraft, you cannot become what you don't have the wiring to become. There are some people that are into witchcraft that are the seers of witchcraft. There is a certain wiring you need to have by ordination that can give you that capacity. You see, the masks that they are using to activate what they deposit on you is the mask that is inherent by your own personal ordination. In fact, you cannot be a diviner, a diviner, if you were not called either to be a prophet or an apostle originally. No, you can't. You don't have the wiring. You don't have the mask to power it. Are you with me? Now, I went to Ghana. And when I got to Ghana, I found someone that was being trained to be the warlock of a region. For those of you that have been to Ghana, ask for Bogatanga. That's the seat of the sorcerers. That's a place that even Ghanaians, Ghanaian preachers will not want to preach. All of them are Accra. <laughs> Prophesying. <coughs> but there's a place called Bogatanga. Now, the reason why I can speak is because I have taken our campaigns there to at least to Tamale. Yes, so if you know the terrain, you will know. And I've gone to, to Volta. The places where they say Satan is dwelling, I've, I've, I've been there. So it's on the strength of that that I can make this comment. So he acknowledgement of your incapacity. Your, give me eyes. I have no legs. Give me legs. I have no hands. Give me hands. I have no wisdom. Give me wisdom. Because he will be saying it every day, for, for the thing to be sweet, for him to be saying it, he made a song out of it. Is there any song you ever made, any, in your life till now, you ever made? Because you know you will be coming to that altar every morning. Was there a song you crafted? Because you know the dream. If a spiritist should come here and he sees us in melodious spiritual chants, he goes, oh, okay, because he knows that is the common denominator. That's what makes your spirit sweet. That's what gives it the fragrance that has a wonderful odor. So the guy does that for three hours. Then his father told him, that after three hours, that's when you enter into the realm of mystery. You see, the symbols will be coming to you, but you will not know their meaning. The reason why he's teaching him this is because he is one of the witchcraft seers. Huh? There is a department called seers. Are you? Now, you see, I am a deliverance minister, so there are trainings I've received from God for 20-something for years that is occasioning this my lecture. 
If you don't have my training, you don't know this matter. Are you with me? Okay, you don't like deliverance minister. Have you, have you heard of, uh, what is the god of thunder in, in Yoruba? Shongo. Good. You know that thunder, that animated thunder, the thunder they create is from that womb. No, like I said, I'm a deliverance minister. That's where they create that thunder. And you can be in VI, in that your glass, that your glass of office. And they will program it from Ikorodu here. <laughs> it will not miss its target. And the ones that control that thunder, they have more favor to use that thunder on Thursday. The average person here, you have not labored with God to know your own season, to know your shape, to know your. That's what I'm saying. We, we talk about God on our lips. It will take you a journey of sacrifice for you to understand, for you to know the truth. That truth, Jesus said, you will know. The one that wants to make you have a miscarriage has 90% chances if, if there's a full moon. So if there is a, a, a sister here that you are watching over, that is pregnant, that you are watching over to see that she delivers, you, you can't sleep. Even her herself can't sleep when it's a full moon. And you, the pastor, can't sleep too. You may not know this. And then you, you, you will speak in tongues by... And then you go and sleep by 11 p.m. The thing you prayed about... The bleeding will take place. The moment you start that sleep, you will wake up to see that the, the, the child has So the question I need to ask us is, how is it that the followers of Satan have this knowledge, the spiritual knowledge of the order of their own priesthood, and the average believer, all he knows is that keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it, don't stop saying it. If, see, when, when you eh, stop, stop saying it and sit down. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. There is a truth that you don't know. It is that truth that tends to liberty. And that truth is only for those that continue with, in his word. Then the to know the reality. I went to a minister in a huge conference and I was on the pulpit. I was the second preacher for the day. The preacher that preached before me, very powerful preacher. The moment the preacher sat down and I stood up, my gift, my gift came to me and I saw that the preacher was sick. And I saw that the sickness was not medical. It was where that minister is doing ministry, that in that city, that the people that are around the, in the community where the church is based, that they sent those demons to torment them. Meanwhile, the message the preacher gave is powerful, but the preacher doesn't know the mystery, the truth, the reality. 
as long as you don't know it, you can be a victim. This preacher I'm saying is a righteous preacher, but is being tormented. So the warlock said to the son that when you do that for three hours, you now enter into the realm of vision. You begin to see symbols in the spirit. When you begin to see those symbols, it means that the spirit realm is communicating to you. Because, see, the intelligence of the spirit realm is on another level. Your mind is not on the frequency of your thought and comprehension. They are communication. And, and, and the sign languages, you see, uh, the language of the spirit is in signs. My screens are not working, so I can't take you. Okay, at least you, you have a Bible. You can read your book, your Bible in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 1. And then you will see how John got the revelations that he wrote in that book. How did he get it? Someone help me with the reading. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must surely come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servants. Can you see the word there, signified? The, the information in that book were, were sign languages. When God is beginning to prep you to know the truth, then he begins to acquaint you with some signs. Someone in the prophetic say, okay, I see somebody. You have something on your leg. Um, the way it is in the spirit, he's not a human being, that, that person. So. But it's the understanding of that sign that he's a human being with a leg condition. This is something that God doesn't do corporately for the body of Christ. Each individual member will decide to be a chapter disciple and come under the authority of the word of God. Are you there? And then the word of God begins to regulate you, regulate your finances, regulate your home, regulate... You understand that? So you have accepted government. It is only those people that he opens the door to this knowledge to. And it is this kind of knowledge that what? That makes free. Are you there? It was that warlock in training that told me that in an entire community, maybe a family brings their first son. I said, this is the one we want to empower with witchcraft. Alright? Some families can bring their daughter. The, the camp where the men are, the guys are, is different for the camp where the ladies will go to. So he cannot talk. He, he say he can't tell me about the experiences among the ladies because he's not a lady. But he can tell me about the guys. First of all, they will kill animals and put in a room and the thing will be rotted and all of you will be there. You will get used to... Uh, those of you that... Have, have you ever changed your diet before? Doctors say, okay... Stop drinking coke. Meanwhile, coke. Ah, coke. Ah. You know that coke that is sweating out of cold. 
that's my thing. That's my thing. And then we went for medical check. He said, okay, your days of coke. Uh, uh, that was the most heartbreaking news. So I had to change my diet and all of that. And that's why I'm looking. The stomach. Uh, yeah, I actually feel more alive, actually. So, and I had to, I like sweet things, you know? Sweet, anything sweet, just, ah, this is life. Then <laughs> after that lecture from the doctor, all the sweet things are off. Fortunately for my wife, she doesn't have my challenges, so I see her drinking my Coke. It's, uh, it's a sobering experience. <laughs> you know. So I Think that your current constitution is is destiny aligned. No. You will find yourself. You have not found yourself. You have your own template, your own coordinate. As you travel, you will know how many hours you need to subject your exercise your spirit before you will know it. There's a science behind you can calculate it. Okay, I did for there's a science you there's something you you will know. Your taste buds will change. Your appetite will change. Then you begin to realize that the way God does what he does in your life is through what we call saturation. I will explain. The reason why fornication is a, is a terrible thing is because fornication has the capacity, the ability to deflate your saturation. And no matter how powerful your car is, some of you came with Range Rovers, you came with G-Wagons, no matter how powerful your car is, you know the situation when you are faced with a deflated tire, you need to jack the car. And that's why someone that is now exposed to the spirit of immorality, right, should, he doesn't need a microphone, he needs help. Because he needs to be jacked up. It might take eight months before the person is inflated again. And if you decide not to inflate, you'll be running on rims. It has happened to me before. My own rims broke. And a lot of ministers are running on rims. 
fighting to keep the mic when what you need is intensive care unit of the grace of God. You are deflated. If you stay in deflation for too long, people that know the realm will know that you are no longer attending meetings. The way Theophilus blessed us today, if I know Theophilus a lot, if Theophilus diminishes, I will know. Any day. Say, hmm. You have shrunk. And what that means? It means a, a lot. Something has accessed. You are deflated. Do you realize that if you inherit an anointing, okay, maybe something leaves my life and comes into your life, the only way you can nurture it is through that saturation. Yes. As you are saturated by God and you are walking like that, sometimes it might take two years and then the thing will begin to bear fruit. Some of you here have contacted, by God's grace, you have contacted something from my life. When you started seeing the manifestation was not when you contacted it. The, reason, the proof that you are in spiritual health was that you were able to live to a point where you began to see the manifestation. If you had deflated the tire hmm, at any point in time, your hope of seeing the manifestation would have been prolonged. So people that want to hit their mark in God, they are allergic to fornication. I know warlocks and wizards that will not sleep with a woman that is not their wife because of their consecration to the idol. And the Bible says that if your righteousness does not exceed that of the Pharisees. So you want to go into those territories and you want to disseminate the kingdom of darkness? No. You are not as submitted to light as they are submitted to darkness. Yesterday I was testing you to see if you were really ready for the word of God. I have confirmed that you are ready now. When God is interested in you, it's a positive thing, but it's not an easy thing. It means you'll be demanding sacrifice from you regularly. And you can no longer live a normal life. The life other people live and they call life, you can no longer live. You will, if, 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 if you are wise, you will separate yourself from the way people know life and you separate yourself unto him. He will not give you what life means. Just like I can see the coke, I can no longer drink. You will see many things that you can no longer do. He will strip you of your authority to do what you want. He likes being in charge. He likes being in control. He likes being the one calling the shots. But you know what you will get in return? The day there is crisis and you say in the name of Jesus. Everything will stand still. He will prove to you in public that he has something with you. Just, you know, Peter invoked something. He said, such as I have, it means I have something with Jesus. He demanded to squander from that account. 
That was what healed that man. We were in Ebony State to minister the, the gospel. And um, we're on our way back when one of our pastor's elder brother sent me a text. He said, your pastor is dying. The doctors can no longer help him. I just wanted to inform you. And we were en route the city where he stayed. So we just branched into his house. He was not at home. They say he's in the hospital. We went there. I saw him. My pastor was as lean as a skeleton. I said, why didn't people tell me? The wife was confused. So that is not the best question to even ask her in that state. So I knelt down. And I said, in the name of... This guy couldn't talk to me. In the name of Jesus. When he eventually recovered, because he did, he said that in the name of Jesus was what created an atmosphere that shielded him from the demons. And that atmosphere was there until he put his feet on the ground. Moved him from there to another hospital. At least let it be on record that we were doing the things that human beings normally do when somebody is sick. So we move him to another hospital. And then after three days, I told him, the, the doctors tried to operate him twice, and then they'll get confused and come out. The third time, they were not ready to operate him. I say, you are not going for operation. The whole hospital went gaga. They said, if they operate you here, you will die. Come with me. So we moved further to Joss. That was where we had peace. And do you know, when they diagnosed him in Joss, what they said was wrong was different from what those other guys said. Say, water has accumulated somewhere. The guy that, the specialist that was doing, doing the checks was a professor. He said he would do the surgery himself. And they drained out that water. And my pastor, he put his feet on the ground again. And he's back on the pulpit. But you see, what he told me the truth. He said, that time you said in the name of Jesus, something covered me. Till we vacated the location where the demons that were tormenting me were. So the authority that you carry is a proof of the number of deaths you have died. And if every one of us know that this journey leads to an altar of sacrifice, We wear a different mind when we come in pursuit of God. God is angry. And the reason why he's angry is because he has been misrepresented and his people have been led astray. The people know the fanfare of church. They know the language, the cliche in our company, but they don't know the journey. The journey that he has invited each believer to be partakers of. That journey, they do not know. My time is up. I need to give you some time to think on these things before we continue.
the next session. <coughs> the next session will go deeper. So when we do big meetings in Benway State, we kill so many cows, goats, and I see the meat because it's in my house that they cook it, but I cannot eat. There'll be frying fish. It's so the the scent is everywhere, but that's the life of a priest. It's very lonely. Yeah. Many of you were not told. When they say ministry, you say, Hey! When he gets... That one you were doing. I, 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 was, I was teaching for about eight years. Eh? Then he now came one day and said, Okay, teach now. So, oh, so... <laughs> what was I doing? There is a part with no foul, know it. Which the vultures' eyes have not seen. The lion's worms have not trodden it. Nor the fierce lions pass by it. He put forth his hands upon the rocks. He overturned the mountains by the roots. He cutted out rivers among the rocks and his eyes seared every precious thing. He binded the floors from overflowing and the thing that is hidden. Bring it he forth to life. The Lord comes today to invite you to that path. And a path is a road that only one man can walk on part time. If you got that to that point, then we are going to pray together. The Exodus has begun. The Lord will begin to suck men into himself. By a way of very enlarged desires that they will put upon their heart in order to trigger a walk on this path. This is the same path that Abraham was called to walk upon because all sons of faith will navigate through spiritual pathways in search of their inheritance. All sons of faith. As powerful as congregational life is, it's very powerful, but it's just a preparatory class for your own navigation. Because your navigation is going to be different from that of your pastor. Just like, as much as I loved my pastor, my, my navigation, you know, was a little bit different from his teaching emphasis. Do you understand that? And there was nothing wrong with that. So I found myself. I began to run my race. I began to understand the shape of my journey. I was still under him as an usher. For four months, five months, the altar, the pulpit may not bless me for five months. For five months. I was at the gate. Ushering people. I was that person that would come and pray on the seats that if, we, if anybody that sits here will touch God. We used to do all night as an usher. I never knew I would be a microphone man. 
till today the ushering skills are still in me if you deploy me that was why i noticed that they could not handle the situation yesterday so i, I just i just because we uh, that's my job i was trained to do it and i realized that it wasn't that my, my pastor was weak no when you when you arrive at the path then you you will know that you need a tribe it's only in your tribe that the language the language of your priesthood will come it's only in your tribe i like us to sing that song in a meditative way in for the way of the Lord is the way can you accept the burden of your calling the burden of your ordination for my yoke is easy and my burden is light I choose the way I choose the way I choose the way 